In the shadow of your wings I will abide forever And hear my spirit sings I will rejoice in you, my God Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Well, good evening and welcome to the broadcast. We wish you a wonderful Christmas and a most happy new year. Friends, we are so excited to have our special guest this evening, Linda Starkweather, with us. Linda, welcome. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> You'll remember that Linda has graced our program in the past with her wisdom and her love for Jesus Christ. And this evening and next evening, next Saturday evening as well, we're going to be talking with Linda tonight about Joseph and then next week about Mary. Linda is a member of the Fellowship Baptist Church in, on 32nd Street in, in Joplin, Missouri. She's the proud mother and grandmother of wonderful children and grandchildren, and she's the hostess for her son, Rick Starkweather, at his Chick-fil-A restaurant in Joplin. Linda, would you begin tonight in prayer and ask God just to bless our time together? It would be an honor. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here tonight to talk to people about our love for Jesus and our love for you, Lord. And thank you at this Christmas season as we realize what a sacrifice you made for us. God, we looked at uh, we look at Christmas and we think, oh, Father, I would never, could never have come up with a plan like that. But you did because you knew we needed a Savior. Amen. We knew you, we couldn't do it on our own, Amen. that we were going to fail. But with your grace and your power, you put in us a desire to serve you and love you. And when we place that faith and trust in you, we become your children. And oh, I rejoice in that tonight. And I thank you and ask you that you'll bless this program, that there's someone here that we can uh, receive a message that will encourage them, will build them up in the faith, will turn them to their loving Lord. And we ask all of these things in his precious name. Amen. Amen, Linda. Tonight we want to begin with a foundational passage from Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18 and following. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Mm -hmm. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be child with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us when Joseph woke up he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name 
Jesus. Linda, what are some of the outstanding character qualities of Joseph that you think we need to imitate? Well, I like where he called him just, and he called him righteous. Mm. That is two very important words in Scripture, uh, to be just and to be righteous. But what it revealed to me when he was thinking about Mary, he was thinking of others. Mm. He was thinking of her above himself. And so what it tells me about uh, Joseph is that he had a caring heart, that he was, uh, he thought before he acted. You know, sometimes we speak before we think. But you could tell that Joseph was taking uh, time to think about what was going on, and he was caring about her. And uh, even at probably the expense of his reputation. That's right. You know, and that's amazing today. You don't see that often. So that tells us a lot. I think it tells us a lot. But what impressed me the most is that he listened to what God said, and he obeyed immediately. Now, I wish I could say that I did that all the time, but I don't. I have to. I question a lot of times when, when something comes up, and I'm thinking, oh, is that really what God wants me to do? And so I question it and, and try to think about it. It looks to me like that Joseph listened, and he immediately obeyed, it says. He got up and went. He did. He just did what he was told to do by the Lord. And what a great quality that is in a follower of Christ. It really is. I think it's very interesting that the Bible doesn't bring a bad report about Joseph in the Old Testament, the son of Jacob, or Joseph in the New Testament, the husband of Mary. So how does this speak to our lives today? Isn't that wondrous? It is. It really is. That's it's amazing because, like I say, I, I look at the lives of these people in the, in the scriptures and I think, wow, I'd like to be that. I'd like to have that quality. I'd like to be, I'd like for God to see me in that light. So what can I do in my own life? How can I be more willing to listen and obey immediately? Yeah. And it, it makes me aware of, of my need and what I need to do. Linda, when do you think it's really challenging to obey God? Well, I think it's challenging when it's going to cost us something. Yes. It can either cost us uh, time or money or relationships Mm. and uh, maybe embarrassment. You know, we're going to have to humble ourselves sometimes, and that isn't always pleasant. So I think that's when it's hard to follow. Okay, am I going to follow even though it may cost me dearly? And, uh, you know, Joseph said yes. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. You know, we can fulfill the Scripture today. I really believe that when we listen to what the Scripture says and then do what the Scripture says, mm-hmm. uh, that's what Joseph did. He listened mm-hmm. to it, and he, he's fulfilling Old Testament passages. Isn't that interesting? It's very, very interesting, I think. Uh, he ob- And we can obey Scripture today by being obedient. Sure we can. And I thought of, uh, especially this time of year, it's more blessed to give than receive. You know, we need to have a giving heart. But it also tells us if we want to obey Scripture that we're to love our enemies. We're to do good to those that aren't so nice to us. But uh, 
and we're to pray for our enemies, and that's not always easy. But, you know, we're also to pray for our leaders of this country. Yes. You know, I, have, I hear Christians all the time bemoaning the fact of the, what this nation has become and how far away from God we're getting. But how often do we pray about those leaders instead of complaining about them? Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be, you know, it doesn't say they have to be just and, and righteous over us because God didn't say that. He just said we're to pray for them because yes. God puts up there who he wants up there, yes, whether does. we like it or not sometimes. But uh, we have to say that uh, we got to pray for our leaders. But I think one of the biggest things in our culture today is it keeps telling us do not worry and how often do you see people struggling and worrying and fretting and I just I look at that and I think and me in my own life you know there's times and then I have to come up and say no God's in control Mm -hmm. my scripture tells me that he has it all in his hands and he's going to take care of it so we can obey scripture just by trusting him and not worrying as much as we do how does God warn us today about dangers and there might be a lurking? How does he warn us about dangers? Well, he I think he opens and closes doors, and I'm sure you've heard that before, but I know you've experienced that in your life as a pastor. I, I, you have to have had that happen. Uh, he will open a door, and then when you think it's another door that you're wanting to walk into, and you think it's the perfect thing, and then all of a sudden he closes it on you. And uh, so I think that's one way that we can do it. But mostly, I think he speaks to us through his word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he reveals to us what he wants us to do. Haven't you had a time in, when you saw a scripture and you knew it was what God was telling you? It was an answer to what you were seeking right then about what should I do in this situation? And he gives you a scripture that backs it up. Yes, he does, doesn't he? That's powerful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it Joseph is. was warned. We're warned today, and you're right, Linda, when we listen to the Scripture and let it speak to us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us a personal example of a time maybe when God gave you wisdom and helped you through the Word to obey, and what happened? <laughs> it's interesting, because as I was praying over this um and I guess because we're in the Christmas season, but this came to me, and it's, it's about an angel tree. And I know you've probably seen those angel trees that usually it's the Salvation Army, I think, puts them out. And, and they hang uh, uh, a little thing on there, and you're to pick one up, and then it's requests for, you know, what a child, has, what a child wants. And I normally don't pick those up because usually there's people in my church that have a need or a family's in need or it's somebody I know personally uh, or I have a friend of a friend uh, that uh, I usually give give to at the holiday season. But this year, I don't know, it was toward the, it was probably about two weeks before Christmas, about the time now. And I was just in Walmart and I saw the tree and I thought, yeah, I think I'm, I'll do that. I just felt impel- in my spirit. I just thought, you need to pick one of those up. So I picked one up from the right side of the tree and I thought, you know what, I can get another one. So I picked one from the left side of the tree. And I took them home and I got to looking at them. And it was both boys. And uh, so it was almost ironic because they were almost asking for the identical same thing. It was little cars, but each one of them asked for a bicycle. And uh, so I thought of that, and so I was telling my sister, Patsy, and I said, I showed her the car, and she said, oh, I'd love to help with that. 
And uh, I said, okay, well, that's, that's great. We can do that. Well, I went to the beauty shop, and I'm telling my beauty operator, and she said, I'd love to help with that. And so she did. And uh, then when I'm at work and talking to my son, he said, oh, I'd love to help with that. <laughs> so I'm getting all these. So I'm thinking and what began in my heart was that you need to go get one more. You know, you've got these people, and they're all willing to help. You need to go get one more. Well, I put it off for a few days. And uh, so finally I was going to Walmart, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get that today because I really feel impressed by the Lord that I need to get that. Well, I got up to Walmart, uh, John, and the tree was gone. And I, so I thought, okay, Lord, what do I do now? The tree's gone. I, should, I delayed those few days. I shouldn't have, but... I'm sorry, uh, but what do I do now? And so I felt led to go over and ask the man about the tree and the manager. And he said, well, they've got it down at Pinnacle Bank there down on the 20th. I said, okay, all right, Lord, I'm sorry here. We're going to Pinnacle Bank. So I drive down to Pinnacle Bank there at 20, what, 23rd Street, and uh, I go inside, and sure enough, the little tree's there. So I go in, and I pick up one of those off the tree, and... Uh, I get home, and guess what? This one wanted a bicycle. <laughs> so I've got three boys, three bicycles, and uh, we get them. And, I mean, we had enough money that we were able to get the bicycles, a helmet, uh, some clothes, and some little cars. And so I'm, I'm excited. So I go down, and we're taking the things down there, and I ask the man when we're giving him the things, I said, uh, what's all these numbers here on this card? And he said, well, this is the number of the family, and this is the number of the individual. And we looked at that, and those all three were three boys in one family. Oh, now, how would it have been if two of those children had gotten bicycles and that third one hadn't? You see, God wasn't going to let that happen. But he laid it on my heart. And I look back at that, and I think, Lord, if I hadn't listened, and I, I'm so thankful. And it meant so much to us that Christmas, to, to Jared, to uh, Rick, and to Patsy, and my beauty operator. All of us were rejoicing that God had took care of that family and provided for them. Jerry was a giver, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh, was he ever. Don't you think he was doing handstands in heaven? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh, wow. I do, I do. Linda, uh -huh. let's close in prayer. Okay. Oh, what a wonderful story, Lord. It's not just a story. It's the reality of faith in our hearts yes. taking root and becoming the action of our hands. God, I thank you for three little boys in a home that wanted bikes, and I thank you for Linda's willingness to listen. God, make this Christmas so special as we're like Joseph, giving even when it costs money or reputation or time. God bless this Christmas. Bless Linda, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God. In the shadow of